0: Welcome back to the Corner of Gray Street podcast, everybody. Nolan, it's good to see you as always. And it's even better to see the group that we have right in front of us, the entire family and uh, the young gentleman that's sitting right there on the screen as well. Um, They are together again, and we're going to welcome Jim, Gail, Clay, and Jordan Landsman back to the Corner of Gray Street podcast.
1: Thank you all for
0: joining us so much. Thanks for having
2: us. Thanks for having us.
3: Good to see you guys again.
1: Yeah, y'all too. And Jim, it's it's good to have you on here and get to to talk to you in person.
3: It's better than death, I have to admit.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll, Amen we'll take to that.
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we are super excited. Uh, the last time that um, that they were on and we received a lot of messages, um, saying that it was very touching. Uh, people were welling up with tears. Um, I, you know, I think Nolan and I share the same sentiment when we say that, uh, we, we did as well and still would, you know, I've listened to it a couple of times, um, as, as we do. Um, and it still will definitely hit you in the feels. So, um, it's good to see everybody there and, uh, that the family is back together.
2: We're happy to be back together. I'll say it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If,
0: wow. you're,
2: if you're if you watching, to yes, you're gonna see you're gonna see
3: you're gonna see tears well up. So
0: good. It's
3: kind of part of the deal. Good? We'll be
0: right there with you.
1: <laughs>
0: good.
3: All right. Yeah. Us. Ball your eyes out, Jim.
1: <laughs> hey, that's okay. That's okay. Um, but yeah, we're just glad to see you guys. So, um, Jim, do you just want to give us an update on? Uh, on everything that's happened since we last talked to your family.
3: Well, um, I lived. Um, so that was kind of the most important point. Um, it was a rough ride. Uh, just can't tell you. Nothing I would wor- I would wish of my worst enemy. Um, I think there was the battle that was there while I was in the hospital. And then getting out, essentially... Brush my teeth and I was done for the day. I had to learn how to re-walk. Um, it's, it's been, you know, coming out was, was brutal. It's happening, I'm getting better faster than they anticipated because I went in healthy. But I've still got a cardiac appointment next week and, and we're just trying to figure things out. So you know, we were talking about this early. My perspective is I was almost dead. So I'm thinking I'm awesome and I'm excited and I'm telling everybody I'm great. And Gail's the real that's saying, yeah, but your blood pressure's all over the place, and your heart's kind of screwy, and and so you know it's really two different perspectives. So there's the battle while you have COVID. There's the battle that you have once the fever and the cough is over, which is could be even worse. Um, you know, just an example. We heard of a, a college freshman. We we hear things from the nurses as we got to know them that got COVID in Orlando, not real bad, but. She got over it, but now she's on dia- dialysis the rest of her life. So COVID attacked her, and it just kept going. So, you know, it, it, it happens afterwards. And then I think the, the piece that the Gail and the kids can talk about is it took me a while to realize what happened to them. I saw my battle because I was living it. But in the first two weeks, that's all I thought about. And now what I've come to realize is almost how much this killed them. So there's a third battle.
1: Oh, I can't even imagine.
3: We're doing better, but, man, this is –
4: Well, we keep talking about COVID, the gift that keeps on giving because, I mean, you start out with, you know, mild symptoms. You stay home and treat them like they tell you to, and then, boom, you end up in the hospital on a ventilator. And then if you survive that, which we were told he's the only one that's survived it in the two Daytona hospitals –
3: We don't know that for sure, but we've heard that.
4: Right. The hospital – Confirm that, um, but what what you don't realize is that if if you manage to survive that whole situation and come home, you have other things happening that you never expected. For instance, like you said, the girl that has the dialysis. We've heard of people that have it strokes, um, blood clots, um, amputations, amputations, <laughs> um, heart issues. Like it just it stays within your body and keeps attacking other things. So as Jim said, his, he's elated that he's doing as well as he is. He's not using the Walker anymore. Um, You know, from his point of view, he's, he's doing great because he was on death's door. But from my point of view, I'm just waiting for the other ball to drop, not knowing if it's going to be a heart attack or like, I'm not sleeping well still because I'm, worried that he's going to stop breathing or something ridiculous. She
3: thinks she's going to wake up and I'm going to be dead. So that battle's not over.
4: Yeah Mm. so I mean and we're going to go to doctors but even even then I mean we've been to some um, but even then it's it's not for certain that things are going to be okay which is what's so frightening about this whole virus.
3: I I don't know if the COVID stays in your body because I'm negative but it attacks weaknesses in your body that have long-term effects so it almost like it seeks out some sort of weakness and it goes after it. Yeah, so it's not just
4: like it's cough and
3: fevers. Like it I don't know what it, it just goes after stuff. And so if you walk in weak, with weaknesses, you're basically screwed.
4: Yeah. So one of the things that nurses and I think I even heard from a doctor is that like they just didn't even know how to treat it because everybody has a different reaction. So for instance, like you can't just assume that somebody's gonna have a heart issue or you can't assume that it's only going to attack their lungs or that it's going to attack the kidneys. Like they just don't know, like Jim says, it may go after a weakness, but
1: Ugh. yeah, that is, that's so scary. And you, you know, you talked about your heart. I know just working with sports, the big concern now, like with athletes is they don't know what, what they, uh, what's going to happen with their heart. So Mm -hmm. still just so many unknowns. It's, it's crazy.
3: It is. And you would think after this many months, they'd have a handle on it. But honestly, I don't think they have any handle on it. I, I think it's a complete guessing game right now.
4: Yeah. Uh, one, yeah. Of the too, with one of the doctors or nurses, um, I think it was one of the nurses. I, I, they were running some different ideas past me. And I said, I don't want him to be your test dummy. And they said, honestly, they're all our test dummies right now. Because they just, yeah, they just don't know how to treat this.
0: Yeah, that has to be an extremely frustrating situation. And I just can't imagine being, you know, where you just have no idea whether they're telling you something that is absolute or if they're just guessing. Um, And yeah, exactly. I would never want any of my family members to be a test dummy either. Um, So that's, uh, wow, that's an incredible revelation, really. Um, So- can one of the learnings
3: we had was because of that we think that you have to have a medical advocate um gail was that she took all the notes down of everything every medication every vital everything that every doctor said and she fought she would say no and you realize most of these doctors i think they're not used to having people tell them they just say this is what i want you to do and you agree and in this case i don't think that's where you should be um i'm a hundred percent convinced if she hadn't been battling by my side and checking double checking what doctors were saying with other medical friends i think i would be dead so uh she did a great job but i would say if anybody is in this condition this place they have to be engaged and not afraid to push back and get second opinions
1: yeah, yeah wow that, so it takes a village really
4: yeah it definitely um You know, we're fortunate enough to have friends and family that are in the medical field that I felt comfortable enough to reach out to and question them as to what was being done with Jim so I could confirm or or deny treatment. Um, And not everybody's that fortunate, but I, I don't think it hurts to question what they're doing. So...
0: No, absolutely, especially when you're just looking out for the best interests of of a loved one. I mean, you know, the most important loved one. So, um, no, absolutely, that's uh, that's a great point. Um, something that you know us that have not had to deal with that, fortunately, um, that we have no idea about, and that we need to be educated on, and people need to understand that. Um, just wow. Um, not to derail, I guess, but uh, Jim. So now, I mean, you're looking great. You say you're feeling great, you know, much better, sounding fantastic. Um, So what's a typical day like for you now? I know that you used to uh, do some running, um, like a lot of running, uh, very active, very healthy. And then you said that you you had just gotten off of using a walker. So how's that progress going? What does that day look like for you now?
3: I got, to, I got discharged on a Friday and Monday I started working because I sit at a computer and I'm on a phone with my team. And so mentally I was ready to go. Like, come on, give me something. I'm bored. I can only watch TV for so long and it's driving me nuts. Physically, that's the other thing. I mean, I went from zero, you know, my goal two days after uh, getting out of ICU was not to use a bedpan. Please give me some personal dignity and allow me to go to the bathroom myself. Um, you know, Now I'm not running, I'm trying to swim. I go to PT three days a week. Um, I, when you're in the hospital for five weeks, you never lift your, sh- your hands or your arms above your shoulder height. So I have a hard time with that. Um, so we got a ways to go. This is where the two stories come in. I look at it though. It like we took a, I took a two mile walk with clay and the dog yesterday. I took a three mile walk on the beach with Gail two days ago. So I, I'm a half, glass, half and our full guy. I mean, I'm looking at it and saying, Oh my God, I'm on the beach. Life is awesome. Right? Well, I can't lift my arm or rub my shoulder. Okay. We'll get there. You know? So I got a ways to go, but God, every day has been heaven. It's all perspective, you know?
1: Oh yeah. That just seems incredible that you're, I mean, already done with the walker, and just—I mean, we saw the progress on social media, and I mean, me and Bruce would be texting each other, like, "Did you see that? That's incredible."
3: Yeah, going to the bathroom is actually better. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay, that's that's good.
4: Getting rid of those walkers were nice.
0: Oh yeah,
4: and and I would say too, like, we have a whole different perspective on life now. Um, You know, before he was all about work and he's he's telling you he was raring to go but it was really more calling people he works with and saying hey guess what I'm okay and I'm ready to start when you're ready to have me back um you know and now he's starting to take control again (laughs) he's like I'm gonna start telling you guys what to do now but honestly it's not the priority anymore whereas I think before it used to be his priority more so yeah i mean you know weekends nights he would still get on the computer and and do stuff um you know projects that he would hold out and now our morning coffee talks last a little longer than they used to and they're the priority over scheduling a meeting here or there um you know, we're we're looking at things we can do together as a family
3: well, just to
4: enjoy life that hasn't changed though <laughs>
3: Those, those morning talks actually are not on my calendar starting next week.
2: Just
1: so <laughs> <you>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, well, so this is for, for all you guys. So you can all jump in on this one. Um, but, you know, what was it like for you when you started to see that his uh, condition was improving? Because the last time we talked, we, we weren't sure, like, Everything was up in the air. So, he was on the I mean, he was yeah. 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 So for y'all, what, I mean, what was that like seeing, seeing the improvement and then ultimately to your dad coming home?
2: Um, it was probably one of the biggest sides of relief that I ever had because when he was under, I didn't want to show any weakness. So like cliche, I was the man of the house when he was in the hospital. And I had to take care of my sister and my mom. I was cooking meals. And the other day, we, he had his first beer. And we were sitting down. And he wasn't able to drink for two weeks since he got back. But yeah, he had his first beer. <laughs> and I was just sitting there. We had had a good meal. We were, had good music on. And I just started to tear up because it was like the first time I had been happy within a month and a half. So it was just the first time that I could relax. So I'm glad he's home. Yeah. I think we're all kind of at that spot where I, I think that we're all still kind of like tense from it and we're all still coming down from it because collectively we're a pretty unemotional family <laughs> and we don't have those kind of emotions. We're not people who can just cry on the drop of a dime. And it has been so emotionally taxing that we're all still kind of coming down off of that. And we're still kind of realizing different parts. Like when I this is all happening. I was really emotional and I ended up leaning on Clay quite a bit because nobody can make me laugh like Clay can. And he did, he really held it together and then finding out how it broke him down. And it it really is the gift that keeps giving because we're finding out not only medical issues, but like things between the four of us where we're all connecting on a more deep level.
1: Wow. Yeah. And I mean, I can't even, it's been hard enough just staying in the house and trying to like stay safe this whole time. I can't imagine just the way that you guys have felt. Um, and that was one of the things, Jim, you mentioned in your email that there at the bottom of your, uh, your note, the, the effect it's, it's had on your family. So we're just, we're just glad to see how relieved and happy you guys are. Cause I mean, it's a much different tone than the last time we talked and that's great.
4: Yeah, hundred percent. I think for me, it's it's just I I didn't know the risk of what was happening while it was happening. Luckily, because I think I would have really fallen apart. But kind of learning that after he came off the vent, friends came forward and explained, like, yeah, we didn't think he was going to make it. And I'm like, what? <laughs>
2: like, Thanks. I didn't
4: know that that was a real possibility. Um, and I tried to stay so positive during all of it, and I think just having him home, he joked about how I stared at him till four o'clock in the morning. She we laid, did. We laid in bed, and I just i couldn't believe he was home.
3: It was creepy. <laughs> stop
0: looking at me.
4: That probably was pretty creepy, but I couldn't stop staring at him. It just seemed unreal that all of this had happened. And I actually told a friend today that I feel like. I'm still so nervous because I don't know when the next ball is going to drop, as I said before, but, um, and I, it, cause I feel like it just happened and we're just coming out of it. But then there's a part of me too, that feels like it happened years ago. It's just, it's weird. Um, I, it's, it's hard to describe the emotions. Um, and that's another thing. Honestly, I, I told the kids, I told Jim, like when he was in the hospital, I had every emotion. I was angry. I was upset. I was happy when he got better, but then I was jealous. I was jealous of the nurses who got to hold his hand and comfort him because I couldn't be there. And it's just that whole piece of not being able to be there for your loved one is also one of the hardest things this virus is doing to families.
1: Oh, absolutely. I know that's awful. Um, I guess it just makes the uncertainty and the unknown that much greater because you just can't be there. Um, I did want to ask you, though, uh, I think the last time we talked, you had uh, some of the nurses play some Dave Matthews band for you. Did you, did you know that it was being played? Could you hear it? Did, did it help? Like, what? Take us through what was going on. Yes, I
3: could. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, yes, I could. So they started playing this. So can I, can I be honest about this gang? Yes. to Be honest. Go ahead. Be honest. <laughs> All right. So they decided to play Dave Matthews because I wasn't responding well on the vent and, um, they said I responded. Right. So, I mean, I, I was almost <laughs> dead, whatever. And I responded, I remember them as I'm in my coma because I was still conscious. I mean, there's some weird stuff going on there and I am on fentanyl that should have laid a horse out. I mean, I should have been out, out, but I was awake, which is the scariest thing. And all of a sudden, the Dave Matthews music comes on, which was like music from heaven, let me tell you. But they played it for 24 hours straight. But they didn't. But I thought. (laughs) Now you imagine (laughs) listening to a guitar riff that lasts two hours, okay? (laughs) and 24 hours straight of the same concert going over, but I thought it was. (laughs) And so I came out and I was like, ah, like, I don't wanna hear that music anymore because I mean, it was awful. And they're all saying, no, you can't say that. You can't (laughs) say that. Dave sent you a video. (laughs) But it was like this love hate thing. I was happy, but then about in my mind, 23 hours later, I was not happy. It was just something happened. It put it into like a loop in my head, which it was not fun. It was like uh, Groundhog's Day over and over.
1: over
3: Oh, wow. So I love the band, but not that much.
4: Yeah. So there was probably 24 hours where he was kind of like, I don't want to listen to Dave Matthews. And we're like, You love him. You love him.
3: It's
2: like 24 hours of the scariest moment of our lives. We're like, no, that's your favorite band. He's like not today, and I'm like, oh my god, yes it is. Don't say that.
1: <laughs> we have this oh, video man, to show you.
3: Yeah.
4: Like, the first 24 hours, he's like, I don't want to listen to Dave Matthews.
3: We're like, yes, you do. Why are they telling me this? Aren't they just happy to see me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just shoving it down your throat. Oh man. So I mean, oh, you know, that's obviously you're you are, um, you know, you're out, but still coherent. And but meanwhile your family is just doing this incredible job of spreading awareness. They're uh, seeking just positive vibes just to be sent out into the universe. And then it makes its way into the DMB community and then ultimately to the band themselves. So can you like expound upon, like, how does it feel to know that they did all of that and that all of those people came together? I mean, they came together for you.
3: So, I did not know any of this until the second day I was released from the hospital. Um, I was an emotional wreck. So excuse me, when I was in the hospital, I cried all the time and they showed me one thing. <laughs> it was a stu- it's not stupid. It was an awesome mat, like an old cinema in our town had a matinee it said, just pray for me. I cried for three hours. Because I have a hard time getting my head around why I'm alive and why so many people I don't know would give me support. It's, those are questions that will never get answered. and the People will give you these answers, but the reality was I don't think you're never going to know, right? And so they actually stopped telling me about the support. In fact, I got out of the you know, ICU and I said, guys, we got to let people know about this. Can you contact the Orlando paper? And they kind of laughed and said, yeah, we kind of got that covered. And they were acting like they were taking notes. But the whole time they had this going, right? I had no idea until the second day I got out. And then-
4: He's like, we need to reach out to people. Like, people, <laughs> like I think if, because I said, you know, well, we could call the New Smyrna Beach paper. And he's like, no, that's not big enough. Is it like, Daytona. And he's like, no, Orlando. And I'm like, okay, we got you covered.
3: Yeah, they're playing with me the whole time. So I had no idea about any of the support from anybody, especially the DMB family. And then Saturday, they basically fed me like a fire hose and showed me everything. So we cried all day. Um, The DMB family was, I mean, it's part of a bigger piece of the people who we don't know who reached out. And they, and the DMB family was especially amazing. And and Jordan was the link with all that. She's the one getting texts from all over the world. and all of that, the videos you saw, I'm sure you saw on Facebook, getting the videos um, from Jeff and Dave. I mean, but I don't think at that point I was still emotionally stable to comprehend the value of that. It it took me a while. And what's kind of a bigger picture, I, I, I you know, deeper thinking is, you know, this world has got all this crap going on, this hate, this anger, this, all this stuff. and you know, Dave's music is just the opposite, right? And you kind of lose faith in people. You start to wonder about humanity if it'll ever come back. And what happened here, the, the people, the DMB family, everybody who reached out to us who didn't even know us overwhelmed us all, not just me. And in the end, it said, you know what? Maybe people are all right deep down, right? They, they got this, maybe they have this you know, I, I wrote to you, it was like, when did it become more important to be right than to be caring and be a good neighbor, right? When did that switch? And in this process, we saw a side of people that maybe we didn't, weren't looking for, but it, it came and it came hard and it came beautifully. And we sat there and said, oh my gosh, this world can be pretty awesome. You know, the prayers, the warm thoughts, everything. Um, it was a huge shift for my family because we were probably more pessimistic. And now we're looking at it and saying, well, it's there. <laughs> <You> There's <know? laughs> so many
4: Dave Matthews fan fans out there. It astounds me at how many hundreds of thousands of people are fans of him. Oh. And to have so many of them reach out to us, it, I mean, the kids can tell you about you know some woman probably closer to my age, really. Like, cheersing them or giving them a drink when Jim made it home or, you know, it's like, and they had no idea who she was. I think her name was Wanda or something was
0: Wanda from Virginia. Yeah. So I
4: don't have any idea who this woman is, but she was so happy that Jim was home or, you know, just random people commenting on your post. And honestly, I think all three of us and Jim included now, um, Tried to look through as many things as we could to see as many comments. I don't think we'll ever see all of them, but like anything you guys posted, I tried to read all the comments underneath and anything obviously the kids or us posted and like it's just amazing.
3: Important note, ask Gail about COVID, but don't ask her how many fans Dave Matthews has because she has no concept.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do not.
3: Hundreds of thousands, you are off a bit. <laughs> No, Whoa, man. More. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear her?
0: Right, she's, she's need to right. edit that. <laughs> she she said you don't think you has that many. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. oh my gosh. <laughs> no, we're leaving everything. <laughs> God, me.
1: All right, so Jim, we were all like eagerly awaiting to see the reaction video to you Seeing the messages from Jeff and Dave, first, what, what went through your head when you saw that? And then uh, for the rest of you, what was it like waiting to see him look at those messages?
3: Well, um, it was a shock. Um, yeah, and, and if you look at the video, I mean, I'm shocked, but you also have to realize that I am half dead. I think today, if I would get that fresh, my reaction would be a hundredfold different, but um, it was, I mean, I was just happy to be home and to be alive. So don't take my my reaction as a result of my emotions as more as my physical condition, but it was amazing. Um, you know, I don't, I mean, everybody listens to a lot of different music, but you, you guys know better than most that this community, this family is is different. The music is different. Um, the people who follow it are different. We're proud of that. You know, we actually look at Dave Matthews as kind of a musical savant. I mean, the guy just makes melodies and sounds come together. One of our, famous, our favorite movies is August Rush. And so he's like the older August Rush. He just makes magic happen with any instrument. And so, you know, you, you just that goes to such a deeper level. It's not like, oh, it's Taylor Swift. It's like, oh, it's Dave Matthews. There's a there's a sense of peace and contentment that comes with that. And the fact that he takes the time to care about us as individuals, but that's evident in so many other things he does. This is just who he is as a person that's part of the total package. You know, there's people who do music that are real idiots. He's not, he's just, a. I mean, we look at him as just being a great guy. And so that was just another small piece of the puzzle that we probably thought or, or you know, seen in him forever um it it confirmed it it was nice but he's still who we always thought he was and i think that's the most important thing because he's not faking it it's just him and and that's that's even more special than getting a video
4: yeah we also led up to it we kind of showed him some (laughs) facebook posts and um the cubs announcers talking about you wishing him well Um, just kind of worked our way that was that was the climax of the day is showing him the Dave Matthews and, and Jeff um Coffin videos to him.
3: See so, you now Gail thought I was gonna be more excited about the Cubs video. So
4: No, he got that was ruined by one of his co workers. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway I really, I, mean, I really liked the perfect. Cubs video. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but yeah.
2: Well, he was on the van saying, you got about three weeks. This is perfect timing. You can keep people on a cliffhanger, wake up, show them the video. You won't lose anyone's attention. But <laughs> no, it was like Christmas morning for us. I mean, I don't keep a secret very well. And so just sitting there and having to, like, we were FaceTiming. When he was awake, we were FaceTiming, what, 18 hours a day. Oh, yeah. Like, if he was awake, we were FaceTiming him. And so it was hard because he kept saying, like, what we should do something we should do this we should talk to this and we're just like "Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, gotcha <laughs> we just like we couldn't see anything because we wanted to be there and show him in person and especially when he started crying like a baby about the marquee sign we're like oh my god gonna get, they're gonna keep him longer if he's just doing that there <laughs> so it, yeah it was like christmas and we're a big christmas family so it's christmas tenfold
1: yeah right so you guys showed him the video and like that went big time on social media and everyone was just so positive and um, happy about it. And we talked about the next time D M B is playing again, we're going to try and go see them together, tailgate, whatever we're allowed to do. But I believe you guys have been to one concert, right?
2: They've. I've been to two.
1: Oh, you've been to more. <laughs> I've okay.
2: Been
1: to two. Oh, wow. <laughs> And Gail clearly hasn't been Danny. I wasn't invited. Were
2: you invited
1: to I was invited. He
2: was invited. Well, see, Dad was very selective because we had been wanting to go to Dave Matthews for a while. I've been pushing him. And anytime I can reach off him, I'm going to do that. And Dad was, like, waiting for Dave and Tim. And so that was his big moment. And we went to that concert, and he cried for most of the songs. We were so close, we could like see their sweat. So it was a a really, like, I've gone and seen the band without them, but having that emotional piece, like doesn't even compare.
3: Well, we didn't know, I mean, kind of our view of it is we were gonna go, we were gonna be within what we were in the first 10 rows, right? So we knew they were gonna, the tickets were gonna cost an arm and a leg. We didn't know if we were gonna, you know, I'd rather go and have the experience amazing than to be in nosebleed sections. We wanted to just be fully, engaged and engulfed and um so we had to do it once and we had to do it right gail was clearly not invited she (laughs) she was she didn't understand it and he was too young so jordan and i uh the most amazing uh deal which we we are playing anymore we were in detroit um how long ago was that jordan
2: three years ago and clay was a child couldn't remember (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> mentally, mentally. <I> grew up. <laughs> it's quite the transformation
3: but it, but it was by far the the best concert of my life i think jordan would tell you the same and like i said it just takes you to a different place it, you know we were there we're saying you know, it isn't a show it's just two amazing musicians sitting down and just playing t- music together and you know, this isn't like they're on the ba- on the place dancing and trying to do something to entertain you. It's just pure beauty. And we sat there in awe. Um
4: I think his comment when he came home was, Oh my God, I felt like we were just like jamming with two friends. Yeah,
3: it was a, it, that's the feeling you get.
2: Yeah. And we've been watching the drive-ins too when they were going oh, yeah. out on Wednesday. And we I mean, we were watching him on FaceTime when he was in the hospital and then when we got together we'd be watching him and I mean, that's the kind of vibe you get no matter what. I mean you kind of feel like you're almost intruding because they're just having too much fun. Yeah. And you mind
3: you, when we're in our Jeep and the top is off, it's all along the watchtower up, you know, full blast. <laughs> but that's a different experience, right? It's just, you know, they're they both worlds they cover, so it's all good. Yeah. He covers.
2: And the oh, yeah. the drive in that we watched with dad in the hospital it was like the Wednesday before he came off. They played sister like towards the end. And I I think we all were bawling our eyes out because the last time we had heard it, but wasn't with them.
3: Hmm.
4: But then That's he did great. that yep. again when he came home. We watched it on a different one and they played sister and we've watched videos and we can get him to cry just about any time we play it.
3: Yeah. So let's <laughs> not do any videos guys.
0: <laughs> not <do that> well. <laughs> we we th- threw it on the end of the uh, last episode <laughs> that we had, yeah. uh, just Just for you, I think we started it with Watchtower and then we ended it with Sister yeah, um, and so obviously, those are your two favorites. Um, what are some of your other favorites, or do you have another favorite? Were they wrong?
3: I got well though I have too many favorites that we were talking about that before you called. Um, I listened to your podcast, and I think it would be appropriate to play Gravedigger because I think that we can actually laugh about that now. No. Um, Not bad. Also, I also love bartender and talking about the wine that helps you, you know, three days later, right? And little red bird. And little red bird is him. That's how I look at it with him because he's never going to listen to me. He's always going to do his own thing. I got to go let him let him pick up his crumbs. So, you know, I I got so many I love. Uh, um, Gray Street, right? I mean, it's, it's just like, do you want to be sad? Do you want to be deep? Do you want to be happy? It's just yeah, I. I got tons of favorites. Uh, all-time favorite is all along the Watchtower, just because I think it's special. But I too many.
4: Well, he's just got too many songs out there. It's hard to pick a couple favorites. You have to have.
3: Oh yeah, and they're so different. I mean, it yeah. just depends what mood you're in, right? So. Yeah, um, absolutely. If you're gonna play one, hey, let's have a sense of humor and let's do Grave Digger, okay? <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I love it. Sure. Uh, okay, so. What are your favorite albums then?
3: Well, my two favorite albums, are the ones I listened to 20,000 times, and I'm not kidding you, is uh, uh, the two acoustic albums with Tim Reynolds is uh, New York City Music Hall and uh, Live in Las Vegas. And um, literally, it's 20,000 times. Um, I, I, When I run, I turn it on. I am in a different world 30, 45 minutes later, I'm done. I I think I know what songs have played and I am content to start my day. Um, There's no other music that does that for me. So, you know, so is that my favorite albums? I love them all, but I mean, that's the one, that's my go-to place just to get me in the right place every day.
1: That's awesome. Those are solid, those are good choices.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, since you like the acoustic stuff so much, hopefully we can get another Dave and Tim tour uh, sometime soon. And it would be awesome if they went to Radio City because then maybe we could all go. But speaking of venues, what is the one venue you want to visit the most or like the next one that you're like, if they play here, we're all going?
3: This is easy. It's (laughs) wherever you guys are, we come drinking with you. (laughs) You name the place. We're grabbing the lights or we're grabbing the car. It doesn't matter if it's in a small bar or the gorge. We will be sitting with you drinking and having a blast. So I honestly don't care.
2: But
1: the gorge would be cool. The gorge would be
2: very cool. The gorge is at the top.
3: Remember when she said she likes to, what did you say? Like live off of us or what was your word, Jordan? Mooch. mooch. That was a mooching comment. You just didn't catch it yet.
2: (laughs) They don't catch it most of the time.
0: That's great. That's, that's very fair.
3: Yeah, so, wherever you guys are, whenever this crap ends, you tell us we will be there and we will buy the first 10 rounds. We don't really care. <laughs> we're, we're here to celebrate and have a blast. Awesome. We'll a new family tattoo as well. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Ooh.
2: We are getting one, though. Probably not mom. Mom is not so fond of tattoos. Well,
0: that's okay. Do we know? Do we know what it's going to be? Or do we have a couple of ideas?
2: Clay actually picked it out. Clay did a good job picking something out for the first time ever.
3: <laughs> it's a fire dancer one. We're still working on the lyrics to go around the outside. And so we're not about tattoos to have tattoos. Tattoos are life events. There's something, the only other tattoo like that I have is a, it's our family. We got branded. It's my signature. I didn't pick it, but it's, it's just, <laughs> we all have, it's Love just that. us. And um, this will be another life event. So we don't have them just to have them. We have them because it, it's something.
2: And I have, I have committed.
1: You, we have you recorded now saying this.
3: You're paying for them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not paying <laughs> and I'm going.
0: <laughs> this is officially
1: on the record. This is going to yeah, be on like the nice. YouTubes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be on the lookout for, for pictures of those.
2: Yeah. <laughs> We got it kneeled down. Clay and I picked it out while dad was on the ventilator. So he doesn't have a choice anymore. <laughs> but,
3: so back to the concert or whatever. A lot of people reached out to Jordan and said, you guys go to a show. We're going to party. So you better have a big room. We'll buy the <laughs> drinks or whatever. But it, yeah, I think it could be a fun time. You know, just simply oh, celebrating life and getting through this bullshit.
0: Yeah, so don't, don't underestimate people, the DMB fam.
3: Yeah,
2: I, I still have people every day reach out to me. I have people... Wow. It, it's consistently gone down but more so than I would have thought at the beginning I was getting messages from 50 plus people a day asking how he was doing and now I'm still getting five every day of people just checking in see how he's doing I actually had um is it Pete Kilpatrick he reached out to me and he's played with members of the band before and he just wanted to check in on dad and that was last night so it's like it's really cool to keep getting that support from people because we really thought the battle was done after he was off the ventilator. And I think all four of us quickly realized that that was not true at all. And that it wasn't just the physical aspect. It was the mental aspect, the emotional aspect. We're all still dealing with it.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's been incredible to see, kind of this unfold amongst the dmb community and just i don't know makes us feel uh like honored to be a part of it like that we chose to like this band that stands for goodness in the world and i mean i don't know we like to have a good time at concerts but whenever we go to one with y'all it'll be the best time like it will be we're ready a hundred percent it better Um, be next summer because I'm 21, please.
3: <laughs> you call this a family for a reason, right? This wasn't just a word.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. That's uh, very well said. Exactly. Um, yep. One more for you, Jim, um, or it, any of you guys, honestly. Um, you know, Dave and Jeff, they delivered messages in a video. So, what would you return to them? What would you say to Dave or Jeff? This is, uh, this is the video opportunity. Um, and, you know, hopefully, maybe they'll see it.
3: I I don't hate your music anymore. <laughs> <laughs> For 24 hours, just 24 hours. Um, You know, uh, there's a lot of reasons or a lot of things that I think brought me back from Death's Door. Um, I don't know which ones are big parts or small parts, but I can tell Dave, his band, um, you guys... Um, the family, that you were a piece of that. And I I don't mean that with hollow words. I I truly mean that. Um, You know, we're one of hundreds of thousands of fans, maybe millions. Um, But I hope he hears this because he was a part of me being here today. They were all a part of that. Um, I, I don't know what else to tell you than thank you. And I am hoping that what I do from my rebirth makes this all worthwhile for the folks that provided me support up being person B be, and leave this a better world. We, we, our family has always tried to do that, but, you know, this is a new start and a kind of a new understanding and, and they helped give us that new start. And hopefully we make the best out of it for, for, you know, letting people be aware and what we do and how we conduct ourselves and, and, and I hope that you guys will all be proud of us in the future.
2: I'll speak I, to this too, okay. is that when I came from where I lived, got down to be with my mom and my brother. It was the darkest place I've ever been. And we didn't have much hope. And it was, we were, the good news was like a couple settings down on a ventilator and we all knew medical terms that nobody should ever have to know. And for the first time, The three of us had, we laughed, we smiled, we had hope and happiness and it's things that we hadn't felt in a week, two weeks. So yes, so much of it was showing him the video and getting the video, but it was so much more than that. It was the first time in a while that the three of us were truly happy and we hadn't experienced that in a long time.
4: Yeah, I would reach out as well and actually just need to thank him for creating the music that created such a following. Um, The people that followed this Dave Matthews Band, all the fans, you guys, um, for them to reach out to total strangers, which we were to every single one of them, you guys included, um, to lift us up in prayer and spirits, um, support us not having any idea who we were, if we were good people, it, it's amazing to me that a band can bring that hundreds of thousands or millions or whatever. It'll be the joke of the century now. Um, but to bring that many people together to complete strangers, to support them, um, like Jordan said, it, it, it brought smiles to our faces in the darkest time in our lives. And I would just genuinely from the bottom of my heart think, them for creating that music and also taking the time out of their lives to create a video message to encourage Jim to get better. Both Dave and Jeff taking the time to do that. Um, you know, it's just unheard of for people of that statue to, stature or whatever to take the time to do something for a complete stranger. So it's... it's you okay? <laughs>
3: Would you please tell a joke?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to get everyone emotional, but
0: No, it, that's it's perfect. Really,
4: like, really from the bottom of my heart. They, and honestly, I mean, I knew, like I told you guys before in the podcast, I know the popular songs. I'm not this, I'm not one of the crazy Dave, Med, Dave Matthews band fans that has been to 2,500 concerts, um, but I'm a fan. I, I am a, and I'm a bigger fan now just because of what he stands for and what he's done and the people that he's brought to our lives.
0: Joke. Joke. That's perfect. <laughs> That's very well said. Um, before, I guess we do wrap it up, um, everybody, I did, I meant to bring this up earlier. I did want to give a shout out to um, one of your nurses. I believe her name was uh, Lindsay, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And she has also uh, connected with us on social media as well. And, you know, wanted to thank her for, um, you know, passing on the good vibes and for taking care of you. And I know that uh, she was connected with your family as well. And that's a, that's a cool special bond.
4: So shout out to Lindsay. um, She's the one that got Jeff to send the video to Jim. So she reached out to him. Um, Yeah, she's, she's been in contact with him. So um, yeah, she's been a big part of our lives through all of this
3: as well. Yeah, she has been, she was one, if not the most caring individuals that um, I saw. And, and you get a range of nurses um, and she was, you know, top of the heap. Um, you know, the connection with our family, you know, I, the isolation to know she was connected with Gail and the kids and, and me. And, and she was the only one that could sit in the hospital room and
1: it, I mean, oh, all Jim's masked
3: hair. up, gloves, mask, you know, you could just see her eyes and she would hold my hand. But quite honestly, that was all I needed. I wished it was Gail, but that wasn't happening. So Gail's on FaceTime 14, 18 hours a day just so I could hear her breathe. And Lindsay's there just, you know, making. Well,
2: Dad, Dad had woken up and we're like, Lindsay, 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 this. And he's like, why are you so attached to this one nurse? And we can get- <laughs> Thing because obviously but we're like oh like texting Lindsay Facetiming Lindsay Dad's like what? so here's the funny story too she was
4: Facetiming us when he was telling us that Dave Matthews just played on and on and on and okay. I don't want to hear him anymore and Lindsay's got the phone and she's like holding it for him to look at us and she turns it towards us she's like
1: <laughs>
3: makes
4: his face like oh my god
3: <laughs> but, but so wait. So about two or three days later when the music wasn't killing me, she brought in this blue ukulele and tried to play Dave Matthews on her ukulele for me to, to keep me cheered up. I mean, she's a, she's a special lady for sure.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's been great. That's incredible. It's just a lot of good people um, making each other feel good. So that's, that's awesome to hear. Um, we'll just open it back up if there's anything else. The floor is yours. If you have anything else that you want to say, you had a ton of points in your, in your email. Um, but just anything you want to say about what you've been through or PSA, what yeah. floor is yours?
3: Let me let these guys say what they're going to say. And I have one thought that I, I do want to leave you with. So you want to tell a joke or you want to, <laughs> I got nothing right now. <laughs> um, I'm I, mean, I
2: have many words. Jordan,
3: you got anything?
2: Um, Quite honestly, I just want to thank everybody. Um, I know it was mentioned before. I I think you guys mentioned it, that to tell people to continue to talk with us and support us and I'm still getting that. And it's like, I'll wake up and I'll talk to dad and like happy to talk to him and then I'll get a message. And it's like the times that it happens is so perfectly timed to get that support. And it's usually like the same couple of people checking in or someone random. It truly astounds me like if i was in if those were my shoes i don't know if i would do that for somebody i don't know and so i think obviously through all of this i i would now but before i don't think i would and it's incredible to me to know how great of a support system we have with people that we don't know and we share one thing in common and it's dave matthews and that is enough to bring all these people into our lives and they didn't just leave like it wasn't some trend that they came in and they left. It continues every single day. It, it shocks me. And so, I don't know, I, I just want to thank everybody for helping. And the Dave video was amazing. The Jeff video was amazing. But I think everything that came after it was also, if not more, amazing.
3: And, and not just reach out to give support. I think if they need help, if they have questions, because we've lived this, yeah, That's what we're here for. We're trying to get the message out. So me, I'm like, you know, forget about us now. How can we help you is where I would go. And if they have questions and, and you want to hear about how families struggle with this or cope with this and the difficulties, these three will tell you real life experiences. If you want to talk medical to some level, you know, so whatever we can do to help.
4: I mean, I don't have a medical background, but I I can tell you how to fight a doctor and a nurse and get what you need um, even through the phone so it's a it's not an easy road to travel if you find yourself in our situation Um, I would go back to I think I probably said this before is if you feel like you're getting signs or symptoms of having this I would not wait Um, you know they suggest you stay home and treat the symptoms but I still 100% believe that if we had gone in sooner that we might've been able to avoid this. Um, I think that they would put you on uh, antibiotics as soon as they realize you have lung infection of any sort and that would prevent the whole ventilator and all of that. Uh, So I think just awareness of what's going on and if you think you've got it, seek help sooner than later.
3: My... uh... Final thought goes back to the discussion about um, kind of the hospital workers. Um, When you're in the hospital that long, you get to know them, you get to see their real lives. And, you know, we see all this stuff on news about them being heroes and they are. um, The One week I was on the non-ICU COVID floor, two staff members came down with COVID. I mean, these folks are exposed to this day in and day out. They risk taking it back to their families. We day or two, they start to open up with you. You know, they go through three or four day shifts, and so the first day they're all about taking your blood and poking you and you know bed pans and all that fun. But about day two or three, they start to talk to you, and they talked about all the death they're seeing. I mean, literally, if the numbers that we were told are somewhat accurate, I mean, it's just death after death after death after death. And they started to talk about PST, you know, PTSD, PTSD symptoms that they are so depressed they don't know why they're in their jobs they don't know why they came to work they didn't sign up for this and there's no hope they don't think they're saving anybody they don't it's just death and you know stop and, and remove yourself from the medical questions as much as just look at these people as wonderful people who just have an awful job and i think that we need to think about their mental health lift them up more than just on commercials and just I don't know. I I can't imagine having their jobs, and it is they got to be brutal. And I just I didn't know how to describe it. I couldn't imagine doing it.
1: Yeah, no, they're neither. They are truly heroes. I mean, they're they're incredible. I don't know how they do it either. Braver than uh than I could ever be. That's for sure.
0: Um, and so are you, and so is the entire Landsman family. Um, just legends and incredible. Um, and here, thank here. you,
2: glad <laughs> we got our happy ending.
3: yes,
0: yes, We're yes gonna drink
3: together, we are gonna drink together, and it is not going to be a small amount.
0: <laughs> Amen to that I Amen. love hearing that All And. In. um. I did want to make sure that everybody knows that we that Jim did send us an incredible email um, before all of this. He shared a lot of great details. And then he also provided an article that he has actually uh, penned himself. That is the 10 things that he learned throughout this experience. Nolan and I are going to share that um, with everyone at some point in some way. Uh, we will figure out a way to get all of that out there and would encourage you to read every word. Um, it is certainly well written and will you know, it'll teach you a lot and kind of just kick you in the butt if you, uh, if you need it. So thanks for sending that Jim as well. Thank you. You're
1: welcome. Yeah. I mean, gosh, we've loved talking with you guys and even more this time now that Jim's on here. Um, This has been great. Thank you for joining us and sharing your story with us. And I mean, really just a story about, positivity and, and hope. So thank you guys. Thank you thank for you. having us. Thank and you so much.
4: More smiles than tears this time. So yeah,
3: <laughs> absolutely. <laughs>
4: a great advantage. We look forward to meeting you guys in person and uh, sharing a drink or 12 yeah. and, <laughs> and enjoy. Shoot <laughs> that well. off. So, you
3: know, when I said drink a lot, she kicked me under the table because that's against my health. Well, he
4: still has some liver issues going on. All right.
3: So I'll have the non-alcoholic beer, please. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Yeah. the giving, Remember?
3: Yeah. (laughs) So, however, we'll figure it out.
0: Perfect. Well- again, just thank you guys so much. And then um, as they said, um, and as Nolan has said, everyone has said thank you to the DMB community and to the band themselves. Uh, Just incredible. And as we said last time, keep it up, please, because this was the follow-up episode we wanted to be able to do and we're able to do it. We want to do another follow-up episode live from the gorge um west palm wherever we need to go we're gonna do do, yes whatever the (laughs) the brewery down the street we will go spring game to
4: new a beach (laughs) yeah exactly
0: we will make it happen and um you know we'd like to keep these positive follow-ups coming and uh thank you all yet again Nolan you're the man the entire landsman family y'all are epic and just truly legendary thank y'all so much Thank you to everybody who's listening and watching. And we'll see you next time on the corner of Gray Street. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thank you.